What's going on, my friends? Welcome to episode 38 of the Gay Game on Podcast. Bringing you the hot stakes, live stories, and spicy picks out in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Nashville, and international sports. Hosted by yours truly, Anversani. Join this time around by Michael Cardiam, Alex Reach, and Chris Keen. You can listen to this podcast right now on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetYourGameOnP. And with all that said, it's time to get your game on. What's cracking, Adam? Let's go. Let's go. It's going to be a good show. cracking, Michael? What's cracking, Alex? I'm and relax. Guys, it feels so good to be back from summer vacation. No. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I had a great time. I mean, I mean, I thanks to all the co. I mean, thanks to all three of my co-hosts here. They all like checked the button on me while I was on vacation. Cause you guys yeah, know, I drove. I drove down there when um, when I had the, cause funny story. I had to drive down there when um, Hurricane Henry. I, I believe that's how you pronounce it, right? Henry, yeah, that's Henry or Henry. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm horrible pronouncing names, but I had, to, I had to drive down there. Thankfully, thankfully, we were driving downward and the storm was going up, so we didn't get like that much rain. I mean, it was a scare at times, but you know, for the most part, right, it was good. But my vacation, mostly, I mean, I'm not gonna do an entire episode on talk about my vacation, but I had a great time. So, and we're signing um. 2021 summer vacation in a nutshell. We went to Ocean Maryland, drive down there, took a ferry. Um, took a ferry. Ferry hour is great. I mean, love beach, love swimming. Um, went to the boardwalk, went mini golfing. Um, went to a water park, went go kart riding. Um, um, saw a stand show. Oh, I mean, I mean, next ice age. I mean, they're they're great. I got I got another picture with them. I mean. I mean, they're a great ice dancing group. I mean, so shout out to them. But yeah, I just had I just had a great time, really. And Michael, my friend, I believe you were also away on vacation too. So if you want to talk about that, feel free to do so. Yeah, you know, we, you know, me and my family were in ATL for the weekend from Thursday to Monday. Um, it was pretty great. You know, that was my first time ever going to Atlanta. My dad's been there before. I flew in, but I never stayed in Atlanta. Buckhead, man. I saw where the Georgia Dome was. Saw where the Braves play, where the Hawks play. You know, we had a, had a good time out there. It was just like peace. I just I feel rejuvenated. You know, re re rejuvenated, relaxed, and peace. Because at the end of the day, you know, there's a saying. There's a saying called "Welcome to Atlanta," where the players play. Riding on the things like every day. That's what I did out there. Shout out to ATL in the building. You know how we do it. Adam, all you. Thank you there, Mike. Oh, yeah, by the way, we don't get suits. If I don't get, oh, yeah, I got to shout out the artist that made that song. Jermaine Dupree and Ludacris and Welcome to Atlanta Coast to Coast. Jermaine Dupree, Ludacris, Murphy Lee. Snoop Dogg and P. Diddy, so we don't get sued on the podcast. All right. Also, I almost forgot to mention this one very funny story about vacation that I'm sure you guys all know about. I texted to you on our group chat. Obviously, the day we were coming back was um, this past Saturday. 
And that was the day when the Yankees' 13-game winning streak unfortunately came to an end. So I'm should- on the ferry ride home. I'm on the ferry ride. I'm on the ferry ride home, and my good friend Alex here decides to text a video to our group <laughs> chat bragging about the Yankees losing because he is such a pathetic sports fan that he cares more about the Yankees losing than his team, the Phillies, potentially being like um getting back into this division race. That's how pathetic of a sports fan Alexander Reach is. Alex so is. Funny. I'm about to go outside of the ferry to make a very responsive to tell him that to his face. I was gonna tell him that to his face. And what right as I do it, I, I just bought a new like um hat out there. I, I, um we stayed at um the carousel hotel and I bought a hat there. I mean the hotel's is an amazing hotel. I could go on, on, on about it. But yes, the area I bought a new hat there. It was a really nice duet, and I was wearing on the ferry. I go outside to make a video response to Alex. The wind blows my hat straight <laughs> off. And goes all the way out and run after it. Thank God that it, it like it, it landed like in the it, near the railing railing. Like if it had blown upward, it might have just flown straight into the water. And so thank you, Alex, for nearly costing me a um, a new hat. Thank you, my friend. Alex, you a jerk. He's saying they're not. He's saying they're not. It's all he has to say for himself. <laughs> Alex is a jerk. I like this, but that's an a move, an a hole move. You know who taught him how? You know who taught Alex how to be an a hole? Yours truly. Not surprising. Chris, <laughs> go f yourself. <laughs> Chris, you know I love you, brother. Uh, all right, all right, all right. I love I you, man. Also, I mean, we got a lot of, like, um, we're obviously going to get to this a lot of sports talk later, but we got a lot of, like, programming, uh, like, personal news. Chris, I mean, you said you got a new gig recently. If you want to talk about it, feel free to do so. Yeah, so it's with, like, some sports betting companies, uh, just, like, fan engagement and whatnot, and just, like, day-to-day, the play-by-play stuff. So I'll be working with a sports company. Uh, they have a lot of scouts at different college football games. So I'll be attending every KU football game, tracking plays, and just kind of keeping up with the stuff. Basically, yeah, basically tracking the plays, updating the yard line and whatnot, and I'm really excited for it. It's a great opportunity, and I think it could be big for the sports betting world. So I'm excited to be a part of it. Awesome. And I also get paid to go support my team, and they suck. So it's a good incentive to go to games. Chris, on behalf of that, man, you living your dream, baby. Get to watch college football and get paid for it, brother. Clap it up for Chris, everybody. Clap that shit up for Chris. Come on. Thanks, brother. He's doing his dream job. He is doing his dream. <laughs> Chris, that's awesome. So great. Thanks, Glad sports, to hear that. Good, Good shit. All right. Before we get to um, all the sports stuff, we do have one last story to talk, about, uh, to talk about. Um, no, not, not that, Michael. We're going to save that to the end of the show, I decided. But we just want to, like, send our thoughts and prayers Um to um everyone like like obviously like obviously like um this um city of New Orleans and state of Louisiana and uh, and um our city like the tri-state area like after the after after of Hurricane Ida, I mean it just I mean I'm sure you got I mean sh- yeah, I mean I'm sure, I'm sure I know you were in the path of it but it just like we yeah. just got the storms like um um yet yeah, the other day and man was it nasty yeah are you guys and your family's all good. I mean, I mean, we're good. We live on like um, we live on on like um the top floor, 
or I mean, we, we live on a hill. Okay. We're good. Yeah. Like, okay. unfortunately, like I can't say so it's like our downstairs neighbors like got flooded. Oh, okay. They well, had house, to open had what? to open up uh, the basement to allow all the water out. So yeah, my house ain't get flooded. And um, black people did not get flooded. All right, Alex, how did the storm hit you? Uh, it hit Mike Howard's pretty hard. Um, oh. about uh. And we were in a tornado warning for like at least two hours. We got a tornado warning too, but it was it, thankfully it wasn't as long. I think I was yeah. just like thirty uh, minutes. Yeah. The, the, also, I, I, if we got sorry, a tornado actually touched down in New Jersey. Okay. I believe mm-hmm. it was near the was it the Trenton area. Uh, I think it was, so. It, it was somewhere near Trenton. Yeah. Yeah. I'm used to those tornadoes in Kansas. Something I'm more accustomed to. Oh man, Chris. <laughs> yeah, we usually don't get tornadoes here, here in New Jersey. Yeah, thank yeah, thank yeah, I'm very grateful for that. So yeah, again, again, our thoughts and prayers to all those affected by um the storms and it's just a reminder that um Stay safe, because Mother Nature is a very powerful force. All right, guys. You know what else is a very powerful force? The incompetence of the New York Mets organization. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I wish we again. I wish we had Marcellus on this episode because there's so much stuff I want to talk about here, but. I don't actually mean like on the on the field. On the field, like the Mets are actually playing um pretty well. They just won four straight. I mean, uh, I mean they're they're playing well, and this is after like um they hit a really really rough of sh- stretch. I mean, granted they still have a long ways to go in terms of getting back into um the division race, but still they've been playing pretty good baseball. But I'm pretty sure um Michael, have you heard the story? the word brother chris i'm sure you've heard a story oh man i have a lot of lot of good thoughts on oh, okay i can't wait to hear your thoughts What's alex i'm sure you've heard a story i heard of it what's the story you can give a brief brief intro and then we'll discuss all right all right those who don't know like the mets like um the mets players like notably namely um the face of all this has been javi Baez, and um <laughs> Chris is just laughing at a storm. Give me a second, Chris. Let me explain all the details now. I'll give you the floor and you can go off. I mean, it was mostly, I mean, Francisco Lindor, I believe, was also in on this, but all the Mets play, I'm pretty sure at least it was, it was a, it was like a clubhouse thing. And where, um, but I believe Javi Baez was the one who started it. And then, and that, um, obviously, like, since the Mets have been like losing already and they play crappy baseball throwing that stretch, what do fans do? They boo. It's, Simple math. I mean, you put. I mean, you play poorly, you get booed. It's simple as that, especially in New York. And mm-hmm. Javi ba- and 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 the Mets like players. They take kindly to being booed, to say the least. And I can understand like players not be not like being booed. I can completely understand that. But Javi Baez and the Fresco Door and the Mets here, they decided to take it to a new level. They start this thing where they. Where every single time they like get a base hit or something, or they do something good, they start giving the thumbs down um sign to the fans, and and Javi Baez literally said that that's our way of like 
booing the fans back. And Chris, I'm gonna obviously yeah, I, I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on this for a second of here, but I I just I just want to say hey, no, number one, number one to, to, to the Mets here, no, number one, like. You, I, I can understand you not liking being booed. I can understand that. But these are people, like the fans that are in the stands, that are, that, these fans that are in the stands, these are people that it's very expensive like to go to a baseball game, especially in New York City. Oh, you sometimes, know, you know. So, sometimes tickets can cost, like sometimes the entire trip can cost around like um $300. More. Yeah, sometimes I'm... I mean, it's, I mean, it depends on where you're saying. I mean, maybe if you're saying like, um, I don't want to say crappy seats, but if you're saying like in like the bleachers or in like the middle or upper levels, maybe it can be cheaper. But still, you're investing a lot of money to go to a baseball game, and you go there and you see your team play like crap. What do you expect the fans to say? Sing kubaya. <laughs> and so, I think that that was just a very I just think it was just very unprofessional and very, you know, um, what's the word? I mean, I, I have no idea what to say. I mean, I've, I've got plenty of more thoughts on this, but Chris, I mean, the floor is yours, my man, my friend. Uh, yeah, I just, just you kind of hit it. Just the situation is kind of like fans are knocked. They're not, I mean, the Mets, they want, they want a spot to compete for the division and they kind of just imploded. And I mean, the, the fans aren't supposed to be happy with that. Like they had expectations coming into the season to make the playoffs and they, they kind of, they haven't delivered like expected. So they're going to be upset. Like I get the players, like you're not happy again, dude. They're not supposed to be happy, but I, I just kind of laughed at a, just a bystander, not a Mets fan, not super. And I was kind of hope we got Marcellus on here. thoughts on this. But oh man. Yeah. I was just kind of laughing at the whole thing. But one of the funniest things I saw a tweet from August 6th. So almost a whole month this was going on. And it wasn't a story until it took about three. I, the first time I saw a video of Javi Baez doing the thumbs down was August 6th. So it took almost three weeks for them to notice because the Mets never did anything good. So we didn't see them doing thumbs down enough, I guess. But like I saw when I saw the story and then I saw old tweets about it. They just, I don't know if they just didn't do thumbs down enough or what, but. I, I, I just found I just found the situation kind of amusing as just a baseball fan, but like you obviously can't do that as a as a professional athlete. You have to, you like you're there. Like that's not the fans are so there's like you're gonna get booed and like it's a part of the game. That's yeah. like, but you have to deal with that. But like you you're getting paid a lot of money. Not even not like you're playing baseball. Yeah. Like, you got that's just something you got to deal with and getting used to. And yeah, I mean I, I don't I don't know if there's like a couple like specific incidents that really set him off, or just overall like just didn't do a lot, or what? So like you just gotta be better than that. But like, yeah, you don't like um, you don't like um, spin the face of their paying customer like that. Now I understand like I've been very critical of fan behavior sometimes. Like oh, we all sure. have. Like th- well. th- there are certain lines that fans have crossed in the past. Like um, that 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 shouldn't cross. Oh, I mean, definitely. Play example, definitely. like my story at the Jackals game, where fans are pouring beer onto their players. Like, oh yeah. Like, like obviously, like that's like a completely different story. And I do think it is inappropriate for fans to boo at times. Like, perfect example. Remember that time when Andrew Luck got booed as you were tired? Yeah, I thought that was a. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like completely unacceptable fan behavior. That kind of stuff, I can I can understand players being mad fans for booing. But simply poor performance, 
Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, if you poor performing, especially in like the New York market, you're going to get booed. Like, I can understand. Like, if you're if you're from a small market team, like maybe I I'm not sure if you're from like um Cincinnati or um like Oakland. If you're a small market team, like maybe like you probably don't get booed as much, so you're probably not used to it. So I can understand that. But this is New York. Like, these are like um. New York is home to some of the most diehard and passionate sports fans out there. Like, um, you're obviously going to get booed. And Javi Baez, and, and here's what I'll say to the Mets and Javi Baez and Francisco and all those guys. If you think, like, the Mets fans booing you is bad, if you think, like, why you're going to do it, the Mets fans booing you is bad, ask um, I want to like to choose to uh, two players named John Carlson and Gary Sanchez. Look at all the booing they have to go through from Yankee fans. Every single, like, literally, like, every single, like, every single time they have a bad game, they get booed. Every single time. And have you heard either of them complain once? Not once. I'm going to, I obviously, like, um, I hate, I mean, I hate bringing up a situation like that because it's a very unrealistic, like, up standard to hold player to, but I got to bring it up here. Remember, Derek Jeter, I believe, what was it back in 2004, was hanging under like 200 to start the season. He's saying he got booed. He got booed a lot from Yankee fans. Jake fans let him at it. You know what he said after the game? I would have booed myself. Like, I've been, we've been playing terrible. Like, we understand the fans' frustration. Asian, these players want to act like, oh, like, um, they want to act all high and mighty when they're playing like, when they're playing like dog shit. Like, guys, get over yourselves. That's what I'll say. Get over yourselves. Hold up. Michael, Hold go up. ahead. Michael, go ahead. I know, I'm know. i sorry for um taking so long to get to you there, my friend. You straight, baby. You straight. Point is, baseball fans, especially in New York, we are animals and cockroaches when it comes to our teams. Especially when we lose, because here's the thing. Knicks fans especially, we hold grudges. First of all, the Mets need to do better. If they want, if they want the team to stop, the fans stop booing. Win. It's common sense. I don't know. You start hitting the ball, and Marcellus will agree with me because I just texted him. By the way, he said the Mets should be playing better on paper. They got the literally the best team in the National League on paper. That's what he said. I'm calling, so don't kill the messenger. All right. And two, I believe the Mets could play better. Because I think they're like, you know what? If this was basketball, they've been like, you know what? We're, we're, we're trying to we're trying to get the draft pick. Well, in baseball, you don't do draft picks like that. So, Adam, did say, especially when you, I agree with 100% what you said. New York teams, we are vicious when it comes to losing. Mets, the Mets need to start winning so fans won't boo. It's simple. When you win, you boo. When you win, you do great. Fans love you. We, we hiked up. Your team loses, yeah. we boo. Here's the thing. For, for all those pussy yeah. bad here's players. The th- here's the thing. Can I talk? You, Can yeah. I talk? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Adam, I'm going to put duct tape on your mouth next. Oh, like, here's the thing. Stop being little girls and play baseball. It's not that hard. Stop crying and play baseball. You guys are getting paid millions of dollars to play baseball. And you're crying that the fans are booing you? What is this? Softball or softball or baseball? What are we playing? Jesus Christ. 
I, I want to um, hop on a point you just made there, Mike, about New York sports fans. Yes, it's true that New York sports fans, like, like they're some of the harshest fans out there. Like, when you pull for it, they'll let you have it. But you know what makes New York sports fans great? When you succeed in New York. When you succeed in New York, I mean, they will shower down praise on you like there's no tomorrow. Like, you become, like, if you succeed in New York, you literally become, like, kind of like a godly, godly figure. Just look at, um, obviously, obviously, I just mentioned him, Derek Jeter. Just look at Derek Jeter. Look at, um, even though he didn't win a championship with them, um, Michael, look at Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing is God out there. Yeah, look at Patrick Ewing. I mean, there's a ton of other names I could I I I could list there. Probably too many to um go or so. I just thought that like, and there's another thing. One more thing I will say on on the Mets like booing situation. You know how this whole thing could be avoided. Oh, hey, Chris, you mentioned before this has been going on for like three weeks. You know how this whole situation could be avoided if the players didn't say what the thumbs down thing was about. It here's the thing. Yeah. If the like. I'm sure that there are players who have played in New York for that um, felt the same way about as Javi Baez and, Francisco and the Messi right now. I'm sure there are players that like feel the exact same way and they can't stand be booed. And maybe they do want to you know, um, show up the fans a little bit. Like if they if, if that's how they feel, you know what? Good on them. Why do you have to make it public? This whole situation could be avoided if you had just made it public. I remember before. Uh, again, I cite them all the time. I'm sick of citing them all the time, but I got to cite them again. Michael K. Michael K. Show mentioned this at the Yankees. They do a, um, like every single time they get, I believe like wherever they get like, um, like on base when they get a big hit, they do a elbow tapping thing. No one know still to this day. No one knows why they do it. Wherever they ask, they say it's a private thing. They could, the Mets, could have literally said, "Hey, that thumbs down thing we do—it's a private thing. We're just gonna keep it. We're just gonna keep it private." And this whole situation doesn't happen. I mean, I mean, it's what—it's one thing to be sensitive like that. It's one thing. It's another thing to just be dumb. Yeah. That's the thing I'm taking away from the Mets right now. Just players right now. They're being a overly sensitive and b they're just being plain dumb and obviously like for Javi ba- and th- there's two more things I wanted to mention about this for Javi Baez like I believe this is his last year of his contract right yeah I think so 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 he's basically just killed any chances of him resigning with the Mets I mean the Mets would be morons if they if they um brought him back after this I mean the, if they brought him back after this yes he had that um game winning run like um. Um, the other day was it against Miami. I'm pretty sure it was against Miami. I mean, I'll, I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure it was against Miami. But, but, but yeah, I mean, I mean like, so with Javi Baez, like, obviously he's gonna be gone the, the year. So that's really the dumb move on his part, like, um, to like, um, basically burn down bridges, like, to basically burn, which like that's another dumb thing Javi Baez. Right? But here's the thing: even if Javi Baez is gone at the end of the year. I still think that this is like um bad news, like surrounding Francisco Lindor's future with the Mets, because Francisco Lindor was a big part of this too. Like, like I don't know if he was the one who started it, but he was definitely in on it. If now remember, 
Javi Baez is going to be gone at the end of the year. The Mets are locked into Francisco Lindor for the next decade plus. If Francisco Lindor is going to be this bothered by the fans, and he's going to stay like, I mean, he's already having a terrible season, but at least by his standards. If, if Francisco Lindor is going to really be bothered by this, I mean, I just think that this is just a very, very bad sign for Francisco Lindor and the Mets going forward and their and their relationship. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, you, you pretty much you pretty much hit on it. Yeah, like it's it's just gonna be a weird situation the next month in the season, and then who knows what's gonna happen with these players? After yeah, that. I'm sure right now. I mean, the Mets would obviously never say this publicly, but I'm sure if the Mets could have it back, they wouldn't have give Francisco Lindor that type of contract. Obviously, not obviously. I like a with the CCs having, and this is just on top of it. I think the Mets. If they could do it over, they probably wouldn't have given him that contract. At least, like, um, at the time they gave him, maybe they resigned him at the end. Maybe they would have resigned him at the end of the year. But again, again, it would have been like for less money. I mean, Alex, my friend, like, um, you've been very quiet on this whole segment. Do you have any thoughts on this before we move on? Uh, yeah, I think that the Mets are in a tight situation with the division between them and Atlanta and Philly. And I think it's crucial for them to to play every game like it's the end of the season and just have the playoff mindset every single time. And I think that that it's going to be a very interesting stretch down uh, down until the end of the season. You know, I think that once the playoffs hit, I got a feeling that the Mets could be a team to watch out for. Uh, once they get their hitting together, they, they are unstoppable. And I think that since they've been up and down lately, I do think that they have the chance to go deep. And I'm, I'm curious to see how, how deep they can go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Mets are playing well. They've won four straight, but I mean, theoretically, they are still in like, like on the race for the division, but. I mean, it's September right, and they're down back five games, so it's gonna take a Herculean effort to uh, for the Mets to really like get back like in the playoff race. Um, speaking of Mets news, I mean, obviously before we move on, like we got mentioned this story. Um, I believe was it temp- the the GM Zach Scott got arrested for DUI. I mean. I mean, we're not going to do a whole segment on this, but, like, um, I don't know what to say. I mean, obviously, the, the previous general manager, Jared Porter, got fired for um, s- um, sending dick pics and, like, sexually, uh, uh, like, um, and sexually harassing a woman. That's literally what he did. That's why Jared Porter got fired. He, um, he has sent, like, over 60 text messages to a female reporter. 
<laughs> so you so first that first you have this that guy that guy's gone and now you have this guy like um getting getting arrested for um apparently like um he wasn't driving but he he was like um like drunk and he just like passed out and, and like passed out like um in his car like um I mean I don't know the legal ramifications about that but the Mets have placed him on administrative leave I mean it's just like. The mess I always said for before, like even and the mess is just a gift that keeps on giving, man. Even when you think things are going to turn around for a mess, there's always something that just like brings them back down to earth. And I feel for mess fans, I really do. This was supposed to be the year where they finally started turning things around. It looked like it was going to be that for a long time, but then everything just came crashing back down to earth. All right, um. Dang, it's gonna be our longest episode, boys. Yeah, we, we yeah, before, yeah. Now we gotta move on to uh, Michael, my friend. We gotta talk about the Y A N K E E S. I mean, the Yankees obviously they we should have saved that shaking. towards the middle and get the hot take. We got other things to talk about post hot take, Michael. But I was gonna do, do some really quick Yankee talk here. I mean, I said like last episode, like when they were in the middle of this thirteen game winning streak. What this winning streak did for the Yankees was it gave them breathing room because we all I said before that they were eventually gonna hit a rough stretch, and you know what? They kind of did. They lost four straight games after um after they hang that rough skit in. Yeah, they lost four straight games. And what that winning streak did was it got them back like they now are in control of the of the first wild card in the American in league. It gave them control of that. And that winning streak gave them some breathing room so that way they could afford to go through a bit of a rush edge and still like um and still, you know, have a pretty great shot at the postseason. As of right now, Yankees are current their biggest playoff odds according to ESPN are currently 92.6%. They are currently, currently a game and a half above the Boston Red Sox for a first wild card, and they are three and a half games ahead of the Oakland Athletics. So, so that's the thing that the Yankees have done. They get it. They it, that winning streak they did like gave them like um enough leverage to um you know um gave them the leverage so they could afford to like hit Russell. still like um be. In control of like their own playoff destinies. Now the bad news is regarding the Yankees is like um is like we all like fantasize about though could they potentially win the division? That ship has sailed. They're currently six and a half games back behind the race. Even when they were um hot and they were on that winning streak, the race just were just play, were playing just as good. They were on um they were on um just a scope of a winning streak. So they're currently six half games by the Rays. I think the ship is still. I think the Rays are gonna go on to win the division. But but I still think if you're a Yankees fan, you should still feel optimistic because I think your your goal right now should be to lock up um that first walk card and get a home playoff game at Yankee Stadium. I think that should be the goal for Yankees. And you know wanna know why, Michael? Chris, What's up, Alex? You want to know why you should feel good about um 
out about um a one game playoff game at Yankee Stadium, a one game playoff. I know it's a one game, so anything happen, but you wanna know why you should feel good about it? Why? Who's gonna be pitching that game? Garrett Cole. Yep, and I I just got the Yankees broke on their four game lose streak off the back of an absolute masterful performance by Garrett Cole. I mean, he want to know the insane stat guys about I me mean, this past performance of Garrett Cole. He struck out fifteen batters and didn't walk one. I mean, like this guy. I mean, is I mean, this guy has just been. Throughout his Yankees career, I mean, I know, I know it's early. I know, I know it's like we're not, we're like technically not even one and a half years through his like through that contract of his. But I mean, this guy so far has just been like worth every single penny the Yankees gave him. And to all the fans, I remember when I was leaving. Um, funny story, guys. Another story, like another one of Adam Grassani's personal stories. Well, I was leaving that game. The uh, I went to like the Yankees Mets game back in July, the one where Garrett Cole struggled. I remember, and the whole sticky stuff conversation was in his prime time. I remember some Met fan was like walking out of the stadium, like, um, like not necessarily with us, but he was walking out of the stadium. And I could hear him say, like, saying, Spider Attack, Spider Attack, Garrett Cole ain't shit without Spider Attack. Like, act like Garrett Cole is just a product of Spider Attack. <laughs> For all those fans out there who said that Garrett Cole was um a product of stick stuff, I think he just answered any doubt that um that like um uh, um that may have crossed your mind. I mean, this guy has just been every penny worth they just gave him, and I think like he should win the AL Cy Young. I don't think that's a ridiculous like. I think right now he should be the favorite to win the American League Cy Young. Chris, I don't know if you agree. I think I would agree with that. I don't know. Uh, it's tough to say. Definitely have a good chance. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely good. He's at least gonna be one of the finalists. And also, like um, this past game, like um, um, obviously I talked about one of the Yankees two. Obviously, I talked about the ace of the Yankees rotation. Now I gotta talk about um, I gotta talk about. Mike, I'm going to get the Philly sucker in a second. Be patient with me here, but I got to talk about the ace of the Yankees. I have Aaron Judge hanging his 30th home run like um the other day, and Aaron Judge has been a beast for the Yankees this season. I, I just got to mention that right now. Like Aaron Judge is having like um one of his seasons, and he's answered a lot of like um the crit like some the very few criticisms that they were tied to him going into the year, like. Can he like um? Can he stay healthy? You know um. Can he come through in big, big spots? Aaron Judge, aside from like um, like when he missed time with COVID, has been, has been perfectly healthy. He's played in pretty much every single game for Yankees this season. He's like, he hasn't missed a single game due to injury, and he's, and he's like um, his numbers are like very impressive. He's hitting up his batting average is a point under three hundred, which. If he could finish the season like hitting 300, I would, as a Yankees fan, like be very, very thrilled about that. I know batting average isn't like necessarily the most important stat, especially in today's analytics world, but 
just having that 300 next to your name, you go to, I don't know if you guys, you guys go to the stadium and you look at, uh, and you look at a player's name, you look at Judge's name and you see, and you see 300 or above next to his name. It looks good. It looks sexy. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but he's just, I mean, he is, I mean, I mean, Aaron Jones on the season, two nine on batting average. I mean, three eighty nine on base percentage. 545 slugging, 923 for OPS, 30 home runs, 75 RBIs. This guy has just been this guy has answered like um a lot of Christmas. I mean, he's easy. He's, he's just been he's, he's just been like an absolute beast. And and I don't know if we I'm about to come up with a bold take here. I'm not saying he should win it, but I think like Aaron Judge deserves uh, at least some MVP consideration. I don't think now. Obviously, I'm not saying he should win because obviously, with the season's away, I is having he obviously yeah. like should win it. But I do think like I do think like he should be a, at least be a finalist. Yeah. I think him, Otani, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. I think those should be the top three in, my, in the AL, AL. In my opinion, Mike, you got something to say? Yeah, I agree with you. Otani is the best player in the league, in my opinion, as of this oh, year. Oh, easily. The best player in the American League. I'm sorry, Mike Trout. You're not the best player in the American League no more. I don't know how to tell you. Tani has been uh, the only pitcher, the only player since Babe Ruth to be a great pitcher and a great hitter. And that's been impossible for like the last hundreds of years. Because Babe Ruth was a double hitter, was a pitcher, and he played right field. This brother's a DH in the picture. Adam, tell me, has, the last time that was done was over 100 years ago. 100 years ago since Babe Ruth played. Yeah. Hold up. One sec, boys. Give me one sec. To correct my dad on my thesis. <laughs> he just okay. wanted me to get the math right. He just wanted me to get the math right. Okay. <laughs> or isn't that right? For the, for the last fucking time, nobody said there'd be math. Sorry. Uh, in the game of podcast, my dad's very really loving with math. So <laughs> we apologize. Sorry, I had sorry I had to get that. Um all math, all joking aside, all seriousness. <laughs> Otani is like a rare breed player. He almost won. Did he, did he win the home run derby? I'm pretty, did he? I'm, pre, I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't I'm pretty sure he, he did. did. I'm saying he's going, going to. If the, a, if the, if the I, Angels I, 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 don't I, sign him, re-sign him, that's a stupid move by him. I'm telling you, either Mike yeah. Trout is going to leave or Otani's going to leave, one or the other. I bet you. But however, the Angels should be in the playoffs. They got the two best players in the MLB. You're the first best player and the second best player in in the world. Mike Trout's been hurt, though, I believe. My Mike, no, they got Otani now. Oh, yeah. P. Alonzo won the home run derby. P. Alonzo was a problem. But I'm saying, now we got to get to, now we got to wrap this part up because I've been having a killer take and you have been ruining. Okay. Yeah, before we get, I mean, I'm sorry, Michael. Before we get to Mike's hot take, we do have one last 
baseball segment we got to talk about. Alex, my friend, I got to give you the floor. I told you I got to pay off this bet. I said if um, the Phillies were to win at least three out of four games um, against oh, the Diamondbacks, that, um, that um, we would get to talk Philly. So, I mean, the Phillies have been playing excellent baseball. So, I believe, they're what was it, four straight? Alex, five straight that they've won? Six. Six, Six straight Six. games, and they're currently a game and a half behind the Atlanta Braves for the NL Eastly. E- e- so, actually, my friend, the floor is yours. Adam, do we have to? I got to pay off my bet, Michael. I got to pay it off. Alex, the bats, my friend. The bats are thriving. Without... Our big, big at bat for for the Phillies, Reese Hoskins, since he went down with a gruesome injury. Um, Hold up, my friend. You said Bryce Har- Reese Hopkins is better than Bryce Harper at uh, him. No, I did not say that. I did not say that. Why don't you say that? What continue? I said we, <laughs> Reese Hoskins ha- uh, is getting season-ending surgery. So, um, so anyways, I think that um, they've been playing great ball lately, and their pitching has been tremendous, even though they had some shaky times with, with giving up more runs than they needed. And I feel like this ball club is is going aiming in the direct, in the right direction. Um, they play Miami next starting tomorrow. Uh, he was uh, Miami and then starting Labor Day, uh, they play Milwaukee, which that will be an exception and the, Saying series because Milwaukee has been hot lately. They are coming off of a series against the San Francisco Giants. Uh, I think they they lost today to the San Francisco Giants five one. Um, I think that uh, Bryce Harper has has been tremendous in in the batter's box lately. He's he's been on a MVP level, and I feel like that his power swing is developing awesome this this past few weeks, and it's going to be very important for him to keep it going, and hopefully the Phillies will make it to the wild card, and I would I would love to see playoff baseball. For, for my uh, Phillies. Yeah, for Bryce Hopper's low-key having a very excellent season. You know, let, me, let me look at sorry, Bryce Hopper's numbers here. He's saying 306, arm percentage of 420, slug percentage of 594, OPS of 1.014. He's currently leading um the NL and um OPS and um OPS. As um, 
let me give you his numbers here. He, What's his home run? How many home runs? He has 26 home runs, um, 63 RBIs. I mean, I think like uh, I, I think if he plays the rest of the season, like he's played only 111 games so far, but if he gets that up there, he finishes the season playing like I don't know, maybe 100. If he could get to like 140 something games playing on the season. I think Bryce Harper could very well be the NL MVP this year. He may win it. I'm going to say my picks right now. Otani. Otani and Harper? Yeah, those are my picks for the, for the, for the MVPs this year. Sell it, book it, deliver it. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm happy for Bryce Harper, Harper too. I think he's what I said before, he's one of those guys who who in the past has, has been called overrated. And I used to think, like, I, I – I I necessarily think he was overrated, but I thought that um he was kind of like a frustrating play. I thought he was like frustrating at times because I knew how good he was and he just couldn't put it together consistently. But he is just having such an excellent season. I'm happy this you know playing playing this playing this well. Like this is like a like um prime level Bryce Hopper we're seeing here. Like this is like yeah. Alex. I think I could say like as a Phillies fan. This is the price I that you gave like three hundred plus million dollars to. This is the guy that you like won when, when you gave him that contract. Yeah, definitely. He's he's been he's been locked in ever since they started the winning streak, and yeah, I wanted to mention since it's past midnight now. I wanted to mention that um, yesterday's game. They were down six nothing to the Nationals, and then came all the way back to tie the game at six. And then the bats kept the bats kept um, going and going, and the the pitching uh, was sharp and. Um, yeah, they they ended up winning today, yeah. and I think that heading to Miami, it's going to be crucial yeah. for them to sweep them, and I think that it's going to be a awesome season yeah. end and awesome couple of weeks. Yeah, they're those are currently like a game and a half back of the Bracer division lead, so it's going to be a close one, like. This is a division race I can see going all the way down to the on the end. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the National League East plays out. So, but I mean, I, I mean, we I wish you could talk more, but we got to move on to the segment of the show that is like summer vacation that it and that um, it offers up sizzling fun, like with uh, like on the beach with hot bikini babes and everything that um, a man could ask for. Mike's hot take. Mike Cutting, I take it away. You know what, you know what, boys? I've been really thinking about it. Uh, like my, I got two. I have a two-part hot take. Me and my friend Danny, we were playing basketball today. It came up, you know, I was in the crib playing basketball. My boy told me. I asked him. We were talking about college football. I asked him, "Where were you at a play at?" Cameron indoors or the swamp for Florida for college basketball, college football. You know what I told him? I'd rather play at Cameron indoors in the swamp. You know why? 
Just want to know why I picked that. Because the swamp. Why, Michael? Chris, you know as much as I do, brother. Because the swamp is a dangerous, dangerous place to play at for, for sports fans, for sports. It's a dangerous, dangerous spot. It's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous play for Casho Boy. Ain't that right, Chris? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and I recommend, I recommend like any team, if you're playing Florida at on college football, me and Alex have seen this many times. And I told my dad this, and I told all my friends this. If you had a choice to let me play at Duke you, for like playing, play me any team going to Cameron Door or going to play in Florida Swamp, I'm playing picking at Duke because it, easily you have a chance to win it. But you play at the Swamp, you better hope to God you at least come out with half your soul back. Because you play in that swamp, you hear all them crazy Florida fans, all them Gator Nation going nuts. And, I, and everyone knows me that I love Florida for football and I love Duke for basketball. And how can I explain this? This is like playing at the swamp is basically Kobe and Shaq in the early 2000s dominating and dominating in the NBA. You know what I mean, boys? Yeah, I can see what you mean. If you guys, like, to all the people that like wrestling, playing at the swamp is like Undertaker winning going 21-0 and 0 at WrestleMania for the last, at for 21 WrestleManias in a row. The Swamp is no joke. The Swamp is no joke. People be telling me, y'all can play, any college team can be Florida at the Swamp. Chris, what do you think about playing at the Swamp or playing at Cameron Doors? What If you were a college coach and you and you play, and you were coaching football and basketball for the same college for both teams, your team was going in, who are you picking? The Swamp or Cameron Indoors, you you rather play at? I think Cameron Indoors is a tougher place to play. I honestly, I love I've been to Cameron Indoors. My sister, Joyce South, who went to Duke University. Me and my dad seen that arena. That building is small, but it is oh, loud. Sure. No, it for is, sure. You feel that energy when Coach K, who in my opinion was the greatest oh, college coach sure. of all time, shout out to Coach K, who is retiring at the end of the year. I'm saying, boys, that arena is. You hear that energy? Oh, it, you hear that energy at Cameron Doors? You are not winning. I but however, think- you play at the swamp. You better hope that God, you got your soul with you because you're going to war. What's up, a boogie? Uh, what do you think about Michigan? Oh, you play at the big Michigan. house. You play at the big house. You better hope to God. Honestly. The loudest arenas I've ever seen, I gotta say the big house. I gotta say Ohio State arena, Ohio State, God. And I gotta say the big house. But I also gotta say the Beaver Stadium. Beaver Stadium, who my sister, my other sister, who went to Penn State, by the way. Shout out to you, Jennifer. Appreciate you. We love you. That, that Beaver Stadium is insane. And I'll credit you, you may have heard this guy. You you played, you were a Kansas State Chiefs fan. Both my sisters who are good friends with Tom Mahali, who played with the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris, I know you appreciate that, dude. Tom Mahali. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who is one of my sisters, closest friends on the planet. Shout out. We love you, Tom Mahali. You should have never retired early, but that's a different story. I'm saying this. That's my part one, my hot take. My part two is, do I think Joel Embiid? Alex, you may get mad. You may like this. Do I think Joel Embiid should stay in Philadelphia? 
Honestly, I think it's time for him to move on for, for Philly. I think it's time. I think it's about that time, Chris. Let's get your reasoning out. What? What's your What's your reasoning? Here's yeah, why. Um, I think Michael, I'm going to need player, some sort of explanation think, on this one. He, I think he should move. Like he did well for the city, but I don't think another superstar wants to play with him. Superstar-wise, they had Jimmy Butler, right? Him and Butler yeah. couldn't coach this. I don't. I don't think it was him and Butler with the issue, though. No, nah, him, him and Simmons. Issue. He said he loves playing with Ben, but a couple weeks Butler, ago he said dude, he can't stand playing with Ben. Dude, they – I wish that was not. And Embiid is a complicated player to play with. Don't get me wrong. He's the best center in the league. Oh, crap. I said it. I was going to be happy that I said that. No, he's 100% the best. Oh, he's, he's the top he's ten. He's about the best center in the league. I think Jokic is better, but for Alex's case, uh, you say anything about Embiid. If Alex, you say anybody besides those two, I think you're – Opinion yeah, Jokic, you could debate. Jokic, you could debate. Yeah, it has to be one of those two. Yeah, but yeah, finish your point, Mike. My bad. point is, boys, I'm saying this on record that Embiid either needs to like request a trade or have Simmons leave because him and Simmons, I don't think they can play together anymore. And I think that makes sense. Yeah, either one, either one is going to leave. Either one or the other. Yeah, if you're, and if you're a Sixers, I think Simmons is the one you gotta cut loose. Yeah, I think you honestly, you haven't taken that next step. Honestly, nobody, no one wants to play. They trade. They had an opportunity to get D'Angelo Russell in from the from the Timberwolves, and they and they pulled the plug. They honestly, I think him and him and Embiid will be a good player matchup for, for him as a point guard. D'Angelo Russell and Embiid. I think I, I actually they need think a lot interesting. If that'd Russell's interesting. the key piece of the trade back with Simmons, that would be a massive trade. And, and like two other picks. Yeah. First, here's why I say that'd be a, a good lot. trade for him for Simmons. Because Ben Simmons is not a good shooter. Russell can oh, shoot sure. and he can attack the basket hard. And I think that'd be good. Russell's not that great at attacking I'm the basket. I, I, I mean, I, as a I love D'Angelo Russell and he can't be a primary like, guard on a championship team. And there's no point making a trade for Simmons if you're not trying yeah. to become a champion. Here's the thing. I don't think Ben Simmons is that and, good of a guy. And, in my opinion. Here's about D'Angelo Russell. He's not that great at attacking the basket, but he's a great passer. He's like, hey, he can shoot too. Like He's a, he's an excellent shooter. And I, don't honestly, think, I don't think he's a great passer too. He's one of the better passers I think that would be good for Embiid, though. I think that would be good for Embiid for my hot take. Here's why. Because Embiid needs shooters. Yeah. They did well when they had J.J. Redick. He, because Embiid's going to get double teamed a lot. You you got Danny Green, who's still on the Sixers, right, Alex? To be sure, right? Uh, Yep. Yeah. And you also Seth have Seth, Green, Seth Curry, but you yeah. also need another shooter as a point guard. Honestly, I'll be not surprised by the middle of the season. I'm going to say it's on record. As Mike Cunningham's hot take, man to God, that Ben Simmons will no longer be a sixer by the end of All-Star Weekend. You can quote me. You can take that to the bank. I, I, I honestly that. wouldn't be surprised if Ben Simmons I is right, a six. I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Simmons is a sixer by um, the start of the season. And my dad's yeah. a sixer fan. Let me ask my dad. Dad, come here for a second. No, Let me ask you a question. I don't you think agree Ben with Simmons is leaving Philly? My dad says that Ben Simmons is leaving Philly. I think he is, Alex, you're the Philly Sixers. 
uh, fan of the group, what do you think is going to happen to your Sixers? Uh, I feel like they're going to pack, package him with Tyrese Maxey and maybe a draft pick or two and just get uh, an elite shooter. Yeah, yeah, I need a guard. Yeah, I need a good point guard. That's what you guys really need. I do. Like I a, do like the the fit you mentioned with the Andrew Russell. I think I think that would be interesting. Honestly, for me, I would say they should go mm-hmm. after Rondo as a good point guard. Rondo. I mean, yeah, they man, need like they a need veteran it. point guard, like a good veteran. This thing. How old is the Angelo? I think he's what Not like twenty five. I mean, he turns twenty six yeah, next year. So like, I don't think he's. I I, I don't I think the Angelo is his peak yet. Just, I'll give it to Ron. I also that have Ron to be the point guard because Ronald's a good good point guard as a backup. But they need like a good point guard that can take over when a bead is not killing. And honestly, Tobias Harris overrated NBA player in my opinion. I'm sorry to say that, but Tobias Harris is overrated for that money he's paying and he's not producing. He's a solid player. He's Draymond Green is the biggest overrated player in the NBA history. He's not an all-star. He's not that good. Stop it. Stop it. He's not that Stop it. Stop it, Mike. That's an outrageous thing. No. No, I'm not. No. They do not win those championships without him. What he did for that team of the leader. Offense, like setting screens, running the offense, running the defense. Like, dude, he was you the whole goal of that fan, Chris, real, No, Chris, you will see this season. Fan. He I'm is coming back. Right no. you being no. a fake fan. Stop I'm being a that's fan. disgusting. That's an How's outrageous that disgusting? fake. That's God talking no. to God right here. No, Point bro, is. that's a terrible fake. <laughs> I'm just saying, even, bro. Chris, yo, Chris, no. I'm saying this. Chris, I really missed you. But the point no. is, Draymond, let me ask the viewers. Hey, Dad, you think Draymond Green's overrated? Yes, there you go. Now I see where you Two get it from. Two to zero. Thank you. Cunningham men have spoken, Chris. Cunningham men are crazy. If you want to say, if you want to say that Draymond Green wouldn't be like um, he'd be, be a, like he, good if as if like, he was on a different team, say, he wouldn't be you, that if good. If you want to say every, would, that's if, almost every player though. Now, first of all, honestly, if you want to say. say Here's the thing. I thought yeah. DeMar DeRozan was one of the best shooting guards in the league when he was with Toronto. Went to, went to, went to, the, went to the Spurs. He became an average guard in the West. I'm yeah. telling you. But still, like, you could say that. If you Draymond, say that if, honestly. If Draymond was on another team, it wouldn't be as good. I can't, I can't understand that, but let's not act like he wasn't, like, a major part of, like, those Warriors championships. You had games. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson carrying your whole damn team, and you had Kevin Durant. Hell, if I pass him the ball, I'm no, no, dude, dude, Michael, what do he the did Warriors for that team defensively? 2015 without Draymond, they had Curry. Heck no, you gotta give it to Iguodala. Then Iguodala was the reason why they won. Stop it. Stop. Iguodala no. stop, was the stop, main stop. reason. He was. Who was defensive player of the year? What the Warriors? He never won defensive player of the year. He yes, won. He, he did. totally yes, did. He did. Was it in twenty eighteen? I thought he may have won Hold both of them. Let me. Let me. He won at least one. I know that for a fact. One, you two. Give me a second. Hold on. Let me go. Let me go to his awards. Okay, 2017, he won one award. Congratulations. He won one one defensive player of the year. My fault. Uh, so you guys tell me, he's you think he's an all star or he's a right player or he's a superstar? Uh, 
Like, are you we said talking, all-star no, when are we, so, what are we talking? Are we talking right now? I'm talking about in general. Any of his career. His prime. I want to call him a superstar. What? I said I wouldn't, but he's close. He's a superstar. In his prime. I, you think he was? In his prime. Hell no. I think he was an awesome, prime, a mediocre or a great I, I said peak, he's not a superstar, but I think he was peak, close. I said not. Chris, he's a great at role player. his peak. No. He was you guys a borderline all-star. Adam At his peak, he was a borderline all-star. Alex, please help me with this sense with these two idiots. Please help, Alex. Please Alex help. Alex on my side. Alex, Alex, Alex you think Grandma Green was, 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 was an all-star? How you played? Nope. Thank you. Come on, Alex. Thank you. Alex. Alex. Dude, friend. I hope you trade Ben Simmons for Daniel Russell now. Mike. You guys will never win that, a championship if you give Russell. for that, that was a prank. You mother. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you really think – you really think – Draymond Green is that good? Was will be a great super? Was a superstar, borderline superstar. He's not a superstar, not even close. But as in, sorry, at his peak, he was a borderline all star. So uh, sorry for to get your game on family and fans. Chris Kern and Adam Grassani been smoking the ganja, so you got a fire. <laughs> Draymond Green at peak with a top fifteen. You got, you got to, you got to. They, they. Like I don't know about right top fifteen, I, I but. Think so. They had lost their mind. They've been smoking the weed. Top 20. I, I think Chris went to Jesus camp and started smoking the devil's lettuce. So basically, he had lost his mind a little bit. He no, lost stop the mind. it. Stop it, Michael. He lost. Yeah, you know yeah. what? You know what? That's just an I think it's time. Thing. I think it's time. All right. Time to put Michael's hot take up, and to uh, the judges here, myself, Chris, and Alex. But I go for the first time in a while. I'm gonna vote deny. Okay, my first hot take. That was just a joke around hot take. My first hot no, take. No, 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 no. No, we're judging all around. Overall. Like, like, you can't take the joking hot take seriously. Overall. Overall. Overall, deny. Also, didn't love the Embiid one. I ain't really like um, <laughs> The Embiid one was good. Embiid one was all right. Okay. We're about to go about playing Embiid well, actually, no, the Embiid one was kind of I think college eh. basketball, I mean, he's way tougher than college football. So that's yeah. also I mean, the Embiid one was eh. So I'm going to vote deny. Chris, you vote deny. Yeah, deny. Alex, why you vote? That's my racism. It's okay. That's my racism. That's my racism. It's okay. Triple minus D. (laughs) That's my racism. It's okay. This has been unanimously denied. This is this is first (laughs) denial in like what, like how many episodes now? It's been a while. I've I've uh, looked at racism. That, but, it's okay. But Michael, I thought Michael did faster. Bad hot takes. takes is now thirty four and thirty eight. So it's Michael, okay. I don't know why you take an L here. Go Do back better back. next time. I don't. Friend. I know why. I know exactly why it was bad because the the rainstorm washed away Mike's spring. <laughs> 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 No, Alex, Alex, I, I love, love you. Alex. <laughs> Alex, let these fools know. Adam, you should know, Adam. I'm about to do the piss off, Adam. You should know that. Michael's Adam. one versus three here. We can t- I'm sure all three of us could take you. Yeah. Alex can't fight, first of all. Adam, you fight like a little uh, five-year-old Mike, girl. Mike, Mike, I am not Cameron. Alex, <laughs> you fight like a two two ten-year-old girls. Adam fights like a what five-year-old girl. Chris looks like Chris is a lover, not a fighter, so it's good. 
Yo, guys, I love you guys, even though y'all uh, piss me off. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike, Michael, we love you Mike, too. Mike, you fight like Jason Peters. Okay, I know you ain't talking. I know All you right. fight like you fight like JPP. <laughs> you fight with a guy with no hand off. You fight like ee, ee, ee. I bet John okay. Brody can kick your ass. So I'm playing, brother. Okay, okay. So we gotta You're move out. on, guys. So right, NFL Gordon. preseason. I mean I'm let's not talk about that. I lost a lot of money on the preseason already. Go ahead, talk about it. Talk about That's the money fine. you lost. What happened, Mike? What happened? I'll just I'll say how about them Cowboys? Alex, go fuck yourself. <laughs> now, I pray to God the Phillies die with you and the Eagles go to hell. And Adam, you can go fuck yourself too with the Giants losing. And Chris, fuck you. And fuck the Kansas City Chiefs. I hope the Cowboys never make the playoffs again. <laughs> uh, now, you know I love you. You know I was not being straight. You know I was just being straight. Uh, right. Michael, we love you too, but I mean. Chris, you know I love you, dog. Yeah. I mean. There's not really much you could talk about the priests because no. the priests is what it is. Not really like, story. I don't really. Like, I think like we don't really. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't really put too much stock on the no. preseason. Like it's cool to see the losses, but the yeah. team get cut down. Yeah, I mean, I will say one. I will say one thing though. I mean, if, I'll talk a little bit about the Giants preseason. Number one, I think it was good to see Daniel Jones finally play in that last in that last game because. I do think it's important like, to give him at least some reps like going to the season because throughout the preseason, I was just wondering like um why are they like not playing this guy like not playing him? Like I was wondering like um throughout the entire game and throughout the entire preseason, I'm like um I, I was like this is like po-, I would like turn on the game and like this is pointless, like because none of the star like pretty much none of the key players are playing and I I told you before the MetLife Bowl. I was, I said before the MetLife Bowl was probably the most boring sporting event I've ever watched. I mean, preseason football. I mean, especially when none of the stars are playing, it's just a drag. But Dale Jones did finally play in um the last preseason game, and you know me, I don't put too much. I don't like playing stock in the preseason game. I don't put too much stock into it. But I gotta say one thing about Dan Jones. He looked, he looked um. Pretty good, like for the most part. He looked like he was accurate for the most part. He, he looked like solid for the most part. But I don't know if you guys saw that one like end zone throw that got intercepted. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it. That was just an outrageously bad decision and bad throw. I mean, that was just like um, that's stuff that. I know it's preseason, but still, even for preseason, that was cringeworthy. I mean, and that's the type of throws that Daniel Jones has made in his, his career. It, it's it's Eli Manning syndrome, but worse. I remember when at times where Eli Manning would make some bonehead mistakes. Daniel Jones has that same problem, but worse. I mean, he at times makes some mind-boggling bad throws, and this was. This is one of them. Now, again, it's just preseason. You know, I'm not going to put too much stock into it. I'm definitely not going to freak you out. But, guys, if this becomes a – if this, like, continues to become a, tr- a trend with Daniel Jones, the Giants are, gonna, are in trouble. Because this season, I said before, I mean, we're going to – I'm going to go into depth more in this next episode because that's where we're going to do um, NFL season preview show. We're going to make all our predictions and, and stuff. So, I'm going to save my – most of my takes for that show, but 
Long story short, this season is, I think Daniel Jones right now is the X factor for his giant season. He is the X factor for his giant season. If he like um doesn't solidify himself as the Giants franchise quarterback, if he doesn't have like that big breakthrough year that um that many like think he's capable of having, then that then the Giants like season is pretty, is gonna be a wash. Pretty much. They need the Giants need if the Giants like want to like be competitive this season, if they are really serious about like finally bouncing back and be a contender this season, Daniel Jones needs to step up. And if throws like that, like um if that if that if throws like that because are gonna be a trend this season, then as a Giants fan, I'm gonna be nervous. I'm Looking forward to trash talking Mike week one. Oh god. Oh my god. Wait, wait, don't uh, wait. Don't the Cowboys play the Buccaneers week one? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. I thought I, I thought the Alex the way you saw I thought the you were saying the Phillies um, not the Phillies, sorry. The Eagles play the Cowboys week one. No matter who no matter who the Cowboys are playing. I always like to get on Mike's nose. I'm rooting for the Cowboys in that one. Hey, guys. Chris, those words did not just come out of your mouth. (laughs) What did you say? I did. I root for for the Cowboys in that one. You're rooting for the Cowboys in that one. I know. There's no reason why. Rooting for the Cowboys is almost as bad as rooting for the Astros. Chris, my dude. Chris, my dude. My dude. My dude. Nothing happened in February. That make me. I got. I got better. one thing to say. Ezekiel Elliott is too busy sitting on Mike's bed. Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold up. I did not intend for this to become a trash talk segment. Hold up. Here we are. Oh man. Alex, you that talking to? Football season's right behind the corner. The football oh, man, I can't coming wait. Back. It feels Alex, so good. Alex, did Yo, you? guys, I uh, said, bro, I am so excited to finally be talking some football on this podcast. Like, actual, like, this is like primetime sports. Like, we're, yeah. we're entering Alex, into primetime sports talk. Is football season coming up? Like, obviously, the MLB's running down. This is like, um, I am so excited for us to be doing this podcast right now during these times of football coming back. I am so excited oh, to be talking about all this stuff stuff with you guys. It's going to be so much fun. I mean, but yeah, I mean, Alex, I mean, Michael, if you want to talk about, Alex, if you want to talk about the Eagles pieces a little bit, you could do so. And Michael, if you want to talk about the Jets and Cowboys pieces for a little bit, you could do so. Um, the Eagles waived a player uh, named Graydon Arnold. Um, he's pretty young. Um, I think that they were looking for uh, a more talented safety position player like him. And I think that it's best for him to stay on the practice board and develop more skills and hopefully he'll be back with the team next season or other than that he'll he'll probably 
uh, go somewhere else. Um, it just it just depends on how good he's going to do uh, during the season on the practice squad. And another player that is really interesting to me, the move got got really interesting, which is Travis Fulgham. People people always loved his his type of game the past two years with the Eagles. And I think that since the Eagles drafted Devontae Smith, uh, Travis Fulgham uh, wouldn't really get much reps with Jaden Rager and Greg Ward as well as um, as the others like Chris Watkins. Um, I forget if Chris Watkins made the roster, but uh, he's been he's been thriving uh, during the training camp type of timeline, and I think that the Eagles have a young core at everything. At, at basically every position they have, and I think it's crucial for them to to have what it takes to go deeper than what people think they are. And I think that that all starts with Jalen Hortz because watching him play at Alabama has been tremendous and his work ethic has been greater than anything uh, at this stage right now. And I think that even though people are speaking negative on this team this year, saying, oh, they're going to win five or six games. I think that looking at the long, long one, I think this team will go deeper than winning only six games. I think they, they might catch seven or eight wins, but I'll... Yeah, I mean... And they will, we'll discuss more of the Eagles like next um our next episode during our season preview. But I think like I think that the I think the Eagles are gonna be the fourth place team. I think they're gonna be the worst team in division. But I mean, but we gotta move on right now because we're, we're kind of running low on time. I mean, we got so much stuff to discuss. But I was kind of like um gonna th- I said I was gonna give you the floor, Mike. But I guess we could throw it in with this next preseason story. I mean. Cam Newton got cut. Yeah, that's some bullshit. I mean, that was crazy. I mean, I I'm not surprised. Uh, you're saying I'm not necessarily surprised that the Patriots are starting Mac Jones right away. I am a little surprised that they cut Cam Newton because you don't want Cam Newton around at least as a backup. I think it's more of a Cam story. Yeah, I I I, I I'm starting to agree with that too. That's why. In the beginning, I was thinking maybe the Giants would take a chance at him, but that I think about it, I don't think Cam Newton is like I think Cam Newton like wants to like be a starter. Oh, definitely. I yeah. think he'll wait for the opportunity, and one will come about. I bet injuries will happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think like as an injury, like I get injuries happen, and maybe he, yeah, I think injuries will happen. Yeah. Maybe he will get a shot, but as of right now with the current quarterback life save, I don't know. I don't see. 
is there a team right now that um would really want Cam Newton as their starter? I don't, I don't think so, really. Like, yeah. there's obviously there's some like younger quarterbacks he's probably better than, but there's no reason for those teams. To yeah, the only, yeah, like the only real team is like a young quarterback, and you're gonna be playing like the young quarterback anyway. Yeah, there's no reason to like. I don't know. Like, like some like some there's guys like Algo, Algo who could be better than maybe, but like yeah. none of those teams in a situation to switch for Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, I I mean, I I, I watched part of that preseason game, and I I was I was just like to get up earlier today, and obviously it's a, a it is an outrageous comparison to make this early early, but um, they were I believe um not necessarily saying he's gonna be as good as Tom Brady, but I believe Mac Jones like when you look at the way he plays, like he has like kind of like a similar play style to Tom Brady, and at the way he yeah. like moves around the pocket, like um. That and that kind of, and that kind of like um accurate, or like he's more of like a you know that he leans more to that traditional pocket passer that um the info is like starting to get away from. But Mac jo- but Mac Jones like I like what I've seen from him. I def- definitely agree. I think I think he's gonna have a really good career. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I, I I think so too. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, I am. I, I, I am really excited to see this from quarterback class. I mean, yeah, I don't get. I have. I haven't watched much preseason. Um, how has Trevor Lawrence looked? I mean, I don't know if anyone's pretty ever, good. Nothing crazy. Just yeah, I mean, I, again, it's preseason. I don't like again. So I don't like yeah. breaking down preseason that much. Yeah. But, but again, it, it is like the first time we are getting like look at these guys. Uh, uh, looks at you guys. Uh, looks at these guys. So yeah. So you d- you do like yeah. to take it with some yeah, like yeah. sort of grain of salt. I mean, yeah, I mean well, Zach Wilson has looked good for um. The, I mean Michael, you're a Jets fan here. You're a Jets fan here. I want to ask you like, what are your impressions on Zach Wilson so far? Well, he's he's doing his thing. At first, I was saying to myself, you know, he's not gonna be good. He's like probably overrated, but you know he's holding his, he's holding down. He's holding down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end, man, my bad. I just oh, think God. the Jets they still have they still have a lot of proof this this season. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the season, this ain't the season. So that's just me. I don't really watch preseason, but. I want to see what he could do in a 16-game season. One Probably you play at least a game a week. Sure, you could do. But by my Cowboys, I don't know. When we get dagged, I think we should sign Cam Newton for right now. Because we don't know if Dak's going to play this year, but, you know, he won't. So, I'm honestly, Jerry Jones, if you're watching this, please sign and Cam Newton. What did Cam Newton go to him? Because again, we all know Cam Newton like probably wants to like play. So yeah, would Cam Newton go there though? He won. I don't think he would. I, I think, think he would. I think he's I, fine on the street until he gets his spot. I, one interesting place I did have for, thought of for Cam Newton would be Washington. That's what I, I would think. I think Fitz is better than him though. I mean, I would say Fitz is better. I would say overall, right now, Fitz is better, but. Still, I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Newton decides to go there. I mean, he's hooking up with his own head coach, Ron Rivera. I mean, 
friend, we all know, for all we know, Fitz Magic could turn to Fitz Tragic and he could Kim could get his opportunity. So okay. that so I think I think Washington could be an interesting landing yeah. spot. That's definitely a potential spot. Yeah, I mean, so I was looking for, I mean, Zach Wilson's starting week one, right? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is starting week one. Mac Jones is starting week one. Is Justin Fields starting week one for Chicago? He will will not be starting. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I thought so because the Bears have Nick Foles. So So I I definitely think, like, the Bears are going to want to trot Nick Foles out there, at least at first. I mean, Nick Foles isn't starting either. It's Andy Dalton. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was about to say, you definitely heard these stories. Oh, I heard that story. Andy <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> yeah. If you guys, guys, I mean, we're not going to, unfortunately, since we're always all the time, we're not going to do an entire discussion on this. But long story short, if you guys want to know why the Bears are in the situation that they are, this is like that, like that are the reason why. This is like starring Andy Dalton, like are the reasons why. I don't. I honestly don't have a big problem with it. I mean, it's not that game, big but... of a deal, but I mean, but if but him starting him over and over full, both foals and fields, that's a little fishy in my opinion. I mean, I mean, last up, I mean, the, the I mean, Trey Lance, I'm pretty sure it's a starting week one for the Niners, is he? Trey, no. Yeah, Trey Lance, I said for uh, I of the quarterbacks, I think Trey Lance is going to need the most grooming. You think so? Yeah. I, don't I, I think he's going to need, like, the most grooming. I mean, would I be surprised if we see him this year? I wouldn't be surprised. No, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see him later on down the road. But I do think, like, um, of the five quarterbacks, I think he'll be the last one to be a starter. <laughs> I agree with that, but I don't know if that's – I think it's nice. – I think more of it's about he's behind the best quarterback and it's not close. Yeah, you make a great point. They make a great point, yeah, too. He's in the best situation by far. It is not close. Yeah, he, he's, he's in the best situation. Because statistically speaking, at least two of these guys will bust. And it's, it's, I hate thinking like that, but, like, when I, when I do think like that, I don't see how that is Trey Lance because he made perfect situation. Yeah, I mean – I think, yeah, you say for statistically speaking, at least three of these guys are busts. When I look at all three, all five of these quarterbacks, it's hard to imagine three, like two or three of them busting. Yeah, like I, like I really, I said for how much I like the scoreback class. It's hard to imagine, like, I mean, but yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see how the scoreback class turns out. I'm so excited Mm -hmm. to watch all these kids like this season. I can't wait to see also what Gridiron Heights. Has a store because you know how like yeah, they always bring yeah. like the European oh, quarterbacks yeah. with the like the young kids was. I cannot wait to see yeah. what kind of contact great yeah, I haven't even thought about that guys. yet. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Before we get to our best, I do want to bring up these two stories here, guys. I don't know if you heard. I am a very happy Nets fan right now. We just landed. Um, the Nets just landed, Paul. Millsap, and as of right now, I don't know if you guys heard that um, Lamarck Aldridge is coming out of retirement. He is like he has been cleared by doctors. Like we all know, like er- earlier, yeah. earlier, like in the season, like he signed up the Nets, then he had to retire due to um like a heart scare or something. But now he wants to come back, and 
he has been cleared by doctors to play. And as of right now, the Nets are like the favorites to sign him. So are you added both Paul Millsup and Lamarck Soldiers to this loaded roster? I mean, I mean, as a Nets fan, and it's just like, I mean, I just gotta like, I just gotta applaud Sean Marks because even with like the with him like um like being like in this cap situation, like obviously with um Harden, Kyrie, and KD all on the books, he's still finding ways to make this team better. Like he adds like like what was it a five time All Star in Paul Millsap, and, and and you also like could be getting like Lamar which, which would be like yeah. immediately like fills in like their central position that they that they need. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I said I mean I am so grateful right now to have like it like that knowing that my team has the best and smartest front office in the NBA. Chris, I don't know if, if anyone can disagree with that statement. I don't like I think Millsap helps, but I still I still think it's a major hole at center. And I think that has to be addressed before they win the championship. Yeah. I, they if will. they let the Mark Soldiers though, that's like that's really like a big step in filling that hole. Because if you no, land Lamarck Soldiers, he instantly becomes your starting center. But that that's a very weak starting center, in my opinion. I I I don't really know if you if you if you watch like Lamarck Soldiers play at the Nets this season, he was pretty solid. No, he was. I just they I mean, they need some they need someone not, defensively. I mean, obviously he's not like um Anthony Davis level or anything. He's not mm-hmm. that good, but he's still like a priest. Even at this point in his career, he's still a pretty solid like starting center. I agree with that. They just need they need interior defense. I hope hopefully Claxton can take another step. Yeah, I, I get any of that. You still have Claxton. who was like Claxton. I think Claxton who, 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 I think, uh, I think another, could um making another jump too, which would be big. Yeah, I I still think Claxton like has the potential to my to kind of like a four time All Star. Paul Millsap is by the way, he's a four time All Star. So you add him like, and that adds a lot of depth at the four spot. So, uh, uh, I mean. I mean, I'm just happy to be a Nets fan right now. That's all. That's all. I mean, yeah, they'll continue to make moves and tinker with the roster. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they'll, like, yeah, well, the, the like, again, we're still looking forward to. Um, obviously, we're gonna talk more about this, like, when NBA East approaches. But guys, we are really low on time here, so we gotta jump straight into our bets of the episode. So, I'm gonna quickly recap um last episode that we're all just gonna. Give our of our bet. So, to recap last episode, I had the Dodgers over the Mets on the spread. The Dodgers did beat the Mets, but they couldn't cover the one and a half spread. So I took an L. Alex, my friend, your three bet winning streak unfortunately came to an end. You had the uh, Rays yeah. over the White Sox. White Sox beat the Rays, so your winning streak comes to an end. I mean. Chris like had the White Sox over the Rays on the money line, seven point nine four points. I mean, I mean, obviously Chris and Alex went head to head, so Chris obviously came out on top. Good try, Alex. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this one said that Simpsons meme. At least you tried. <laughs> That's like the perfect. This is race. I mean, Mike Marcellus had the Dodgers over the Mets, except Marcellus had them on the money line, so. 
Marcellus takes a dub there. And Michael, you had the Yanks over the Twins, and you took a, a dub. So, to give DJ, you the standings, I mean. Hold up. And also, I DJ LeMayu getting a hit. One hit. And a two-game uh, parlay. Did you? Yeah. Um, oh, damn. I forgot to mark that down. My apologies, um, Michael. Screw me over. All right, all right, all right. All right. If you want, if if you want, like um, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go back and and, and if it, uh, I'll, I'll have to look to see if DJ Mayu did get a hit that he did he did that game. he did he so did. you know what? How about this, Michael? We'll add we'll add three points to your total. That's all I wanted, bro. All right, so we'll add so to make up for that, we will add three points. Starting um. Now, starting like this, sorry for episode 38, we'll give you a compensation and we'll add you three points. Done. Okay. Something I want to say is Chris remains in first place, 20-17 record, 195.13 points. Michael's in second place, 20-17 record, 181 points flat. I am in third place, 17-20 record, 180.04 points. Marcellus is in fourth place, 2016 record, 134.90 points. And Alex, my friend, remains in last place, 1324 record, 86.96 points. So we're gonna we're gonna um go through our bets really quickly here. I'm I'm honestly like um I'm I've been thinking about my bet and I was, I'm thinking, do I want to go college football? Do I want to go? Um, it's obviously the first week of college football. Do I want to go there? Do I want, or do I want to um, stick with baseball? And I'm ultimately gonna, and I'm ultimately gonna make a decision right here. I decide, I am going to. Um, they're at home, and they're playing a team I hate. I'm going to take the Padres over the Astros on the money line. Obviously, the Astros have had a great season, and the Padres have been struggling, you see, with Frank you know, Tatis injured. But you know what? They're at home. Um, you know what? So I'm going to ultimately, like, see if I can, like, take the home field manager and see if the Padres, like, can squeeze out a dub against the – um. Hated Houston Astros. So that's why bad. All right, we do have um, Marcellus's bet. Michael, you have Marcellus's bet? Yeah, Yankees 1.5. Yankees on the spread? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about that bet too. I was thinking about that one. Like it. Who did the Yankees play? Baltimore. Oh, okay. Yeah. They should. All right, um, Alex, you want to go next? Yeah. I am going to pick Alabama spread. Alabama on the spread. Gotcha. Yeah. Who's Alabama playing? Uh, they are playing Miami. Oh, okay. The oh, that's Irish. a good one. Oh, I think, they, I, do, I think they cover. They usually cover these week one games. They're kind of tough, but not really. Oh, Mike, and guess where the game is? Where? 
Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta. I was just there. Oh, wow. (laughs) All right. All right, Mr. Ringleader, you're up. Okay, boys, hold up. I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay. Um, no, like my no, I fr- said, Mister Ringleader. I, I mean, if you want Michael, me, to, you are yeah, you are not the ringleader, Mike. Oh, oh, oh! I mean, Mike, if you if you want me to go last, I certainly will, brother. No, no, you go. You boys been last. All right, so first week of college football, I got got to go with, um, got to go with college football, and we got the game of the week: Clemson versus Georgia. Going to be a fantastic matchup. In my opinion, it's a must-win for the Georgia Bulldogs if they want to make the playoffs. So they're going to be locked in. It's a massive. It's the biggest game of the college football regular season with playoff implications, and it's week Who one. Who's going with Chris? And so my pick was will be. I got a hat on. You probably can't see it. I'm going to go with the Clemson Tigers on the money line to cover Uh-oh. and get the dub. Okay. Yeah, that's that's going to be an excellent match. I mean, I mean, that's good. I mean, you talk about like starting off the college football season with a bang. I mean, that's going to be an excellent matchup right off the bat. You said LSU versus Clemson? Georgia, Georgia Clemson. versus Clemson. Oh. All right. Michael, last up. Go ahead. Hold on. Let me get, ladies and gentlemen, I've been doing, I'm going to do my, since it's college game day, and I consider myself Lee Corso. Alex, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time, right? Sweetheart, we've been doing this for a long time. Because Alex is the Kurt to my league course, though. Alex, you're my Kurt to my league. So, we're doing this for what? How long we've been doing this, Alex? Now, I saw my pick college football. I didn't do so well. So, hold up. I want to hear that song. Sweet home Alabama. I'm going with University of Alabama on the spread. Now, sweet home Alabama. Alabama. Oh, man. Michael, Michael, you just bet the same bet as Alex. Yeah, this is business. I hate Uh, Michael. I I too like to live dangerously. Go Miami. Hold on. First of all, this is strictly business. Everybody knows me. I hate road time. So, this is just. No, no, I'm not saying that against you. I'm just saying that considering Alex's track record when it comes to banging as a, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that, oh yeah. But here's the thing, though. It's Alabama. Alabama doesn't lose, so. Oh, okay, okay. I got you, I got you. Alex, if Alabama loses, I'm fighting. We fighting. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so that's all for our business. Before we close this episode, so we do want to say, like, we do have, like, kind of, like, our bare sweet news is that, um, David Heller like has informed us that um, dig- he, I'm supposed to say that, um <laughs> like obviously like he's been a big part of, sh- of our show but David Heller has informed us that he will not be like um joining us from anywhere else so at least like as a as a full time host. So I mean, so and, David, uh, if you're watching this, man, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, so we like, I, and we just want to make it clear that this we that this was not our decision. We did not kick David off the podcast or anything. This was his decision, and he told us straight. Uh, we he, got told, he told us straight, and you know, we we respect his decision. So, David, you're welcome to come back anytime. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, so it, was, have- it, was, it was great to have him. It was obviously David. If you're listening, it was great having you on. And again, you're welcome back on anytime. All right. So, our viewers, should we we are to our viewers, we're not replacing David. It's gonna be the five of us. 
Yeah, so maybe it's still going to be six. Okay, we're so not we're, we are not we are not at this moment looking for a replacement. So John, maybe, Barani, you're yes. not hired. <laughs> Michael, don't do our boy John like that. Oh, John, man. you're not hired. That's if you're hard. watching this, you're not hired. Thank you, Michael. Shame on you, my friend. Shame <laughs> hey, hey, I keep you. it real. Uh, again, like, um, if you guys, I mean, so okay, so that's all for this episode. I mean, great to be back from summer vacation, you know, and I can't wait to be uh, pumping out more. We can't wait to be pumping out more episodes for you guys. I mean, it's fun time to be a sports fan. I, I said before, when we first started this podcast, I mean, Chris, uh, Chris I mean, Michael, Alex, we, I was always saying, like, I can't wait till football season. I can't wait until football season. I can't wait until, like, the fall when you have football going back. L- and LLB playoffs like are on the line. I couldn't wait to do this podcast during these times. And you know what? Those times are right on the floor. So it is so exciting. It is exciting times for you guys to on podcast. I'm so excited to be putting out more episodes with you guys. Same, my brothers. It's been, it's been much love. It's been real with Jack Cat. All right. So that's it. This has been episode 38 of the Get Iggy on Podcast. It's yours truly, and with I, Mike Cunningham. Alex Reach and Chris here. If you like what you heard, leave a like and follow or subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you want to join the conversation, drop a comment, a review, and a feature in a future episode, my friends. Don't assume your juice is just fancy. If you can imagine a world, believe in it and dive in. See you next time, and until then, stay ripped. And we're out.